Welcome to the Making of a Thought Leader podcast. This podcast is designed to encourage entrepreneurs to build their thought leadership in a simplified and a systematic way. I'm your host Surbhi Devia, brand strategist, entrepreneur, founder of Digital Genie and also founder of chatmybio.com. I'm passionate to help fellow entrepreneurs, executives and individuals to think and thrive on their thought leadership. So grab your headset, turn up the volume and join me here to get the boost of encouragement you need to build your thought leadership every episode. Welcome to the brand new episode on the making of a thought leader podcast or hashtag TMTL podcast. I'm super excited for today's episode topic. Well, when you do something over and over again, you become pretty good at it. Don't you agree? All right. So today I'm going to start with sharing some of something that I have done over and over again, and that is writing personal bios. You see, I started my career as a corporate communications executive for a large multinational research and consulting firm. A big part of my role was to work with the research analysts on the team who were tracking different industries and subtrends within these industries. My role included to market these findings, these new upcoming trends that the research analysts were um researching on or tracking and was to take this this to the journalists to media to the events that were coming up of that particular industry the research analysts were no doubt very talented and to market them as thought leaders at prestigious event was something that was like bridging the two together so the first step was to get to know the niche areas or the areas that the analyst was tracking now what brings an authority to his opinion and to add to it often these analysts were based in different cities across the world than where i was so i needed the personal bio of an analyst written by himself which was not going to happen because let's face it writing a personal bio is something that gets very tricky and everybody cannot write it or as a matter of fact like even today everybody knows that we need the personal bio but and should write one but it always drops to the bottom of the to do list so what i did back then was to develop a template within our company for the analyst which gave them certain framework to write put their thoughts together or put certain uh, facts together like what was their qualification what what the what is the industry's uh, sub segment they are tracking what what are the new trends that they are seeing what are the kind of uh, trends which they thought earlier have been uh, have been a reality and so on and so forth and once they fee- filled the template i would further enhance the bio with better languaging and all of this is really happening when there was no social media internet was there and email and face to face communications were the were the the go to resources or go to channels to conduct uh, interact 
and position uh, or do marketing, right? So a lot of traditional marketing was happening then. For building thought leadership, one of the primary document one must invest time and resource into is getting your personal bio written, either by yourself or by someone. In today's episode, I will be sharing some of my experience in designing personal bios and what are some of the common mistakes I have observed, what are some of the benefits of a well-written bio, and by the end of the episode, you'll probably have all that you need to start writing one by yourself. So let's go! So let's agree that a personal professional bio is something everybody needs, but not everybody bothers to write one. Perhaps the pandemic has taught us to pay attention to it, but it is still not up there on priority list for many. In my experience, personal bio gets prioritized only when there is a need, which means when a conference organizer asks you to where you are presenting, ask you for a personal bio to introduce yourself or you really need to update that LinkedIn profile of yours. Typically, when you need a quick turnaround. So what happens when the turnaround time is short? One just ends up putting together a bio that is shallow or the one that doesn't paint the full story. And I think that's a pretty big missed opportunity. A personal bio is a strategic play and should not be ignored. And that's why when I work with clients, the first thing that I ask them is, where is your personal bio? All right. So if you already have a bio, old or recently written, there are a few common mistakes or some things which are overlooked. And I'm going to share like a checklist on this episode that you may want to check with your bio. If you do not have a bio yet, these pointers will definitely help you to avoid some of the common mistakes that are there. The first up is getting your point of view right. So point of view is basically who is telling your story. When you write a bio in the first person, beginning with I statements, you definitely make yourself more relatable, approachable and social. So, for example, if I say I am a digital marketing specialist with an experience that pans across Asia, Southeast Asia and the Middle East, in this case, you are telling your own story. I'm telling my own story in this and the point of view works best, especially in channels like a social media or when you are presenting in a close group situation. First person bios are very common, but if you're applying for a job or your bio is going to be on the about us page of your company website, it is best to opt for a third person point of view. So going back to the same example I gave you earlier, it could be written as in third person as Surbi Dedia is a digital marketing specialist with work experience that pans across Asia, Southeast Asia and the Middle East. She believes that modern marketing can impact business bottom line when done systematically. All right, so by using the name and pronoun, my name and pronouns, I'm letting my role and skills speak for themselves. And that way it creates more authority. It looks more stronger. The point of view you opt really depends on where your audience is going to read your bio or listen to your bio. 
Both approaches are effective when used with a clear, concise storytelling technique to connect with your reader. Now, there are some people who may who like to call different names, be innovative, like Tech Ninja, Marketing Maverick, on their bios. I recommend not to use them and on a one-page bio because you want your bio to be industry-friendly and that flows across a vast range of community. All right. So the first mistake was not first mistake or the first pointer was to look at point of view. The second common thing that I find is that the bio is a laundry list of things that the person has done. Please don't do that. A bio is not a list of jobs you've done or the list of your degrees or achievements. It, this is your chance to tell your story to the world and it is the chance to position yourself in the eyes of a reader or a listener. It contains all the twists and turns of the plot information about how your skills have made a difference to the work that you do. Sometimes people like to add humor and showcase their funny side of their, to their bio as well. And while it is nice to be different, it helps and it helps to be memorable. Personal bios are mostly used in a professional context. And depending on the industry that you work in, humor or the fun element may not really land well. So you want to be careful about it. I'm a big believer that if you know your audience well, if you know your industry well, then writing a personal bio with a little bit of humor will really make you stand out. Okay, so since personal bio is not a CV, a chronological order is not really big of big importance here. What is important is the narrative for the listener or the reader to get the gist of your skills, personalities, and your achievement. The reason personal bio is more impactful is simple. You, the artist, can paint the picture in the audience's mind. Okay, the next one is lack of consistency. If I were to Google your name and the, and the first page has two to three links that comes up with your name, which by the way is really, really good, will all the information on all those three, four links be the same? or similar. When we say consistency, we need your bio to have a similar storyline, especially when you're building your thought leadership. So as to not confuse um, your, your audience, your community. In the hyper-digital world that we live in, different mediums demand different bio sizes. And it is important that while you may need to cater to the space specification, you keep the basic thread of your personal story consistent. If you're looking for a job, this gets even more important because recruiters may look you up in different sources and they do not want to be confused about it. On the topic of consistency, I would like to add that everybody needs like a long form bio and a short form bio. A short form bio is basically an elevator pitch, 50 to 100 words on who you are and how you can help. Whereas the long form bio will be much more longer for you to write your professional story, contributions, and achievements. In fact, the byline on LinkedIn is a great place to start your short form bio, which is one like which starts with a one word that describes your, yourself, like you are a connector, you are a networker, you are a business leader or a serial entrepreneur, um, investor. You know, all those adjectives can be like a best place to start 
uh, writing your short form bio. Okay, just to recap, so far we have talked about you having the right point of view on your bio, uh, do not make it a listicle, and the third is to stay consistent. On the back of consistency, your bio is a living document. Remember this, your bio is a living document, meaning it is important to update your bio regularly. Do not say, send the standard bio written by your comms team when you join the company after six months to like an event organizer. Or if you're a founder of a uh, listening to the show today, do not send that old personal bio that you made at the beginning of founding the company. It helps to set a reminder every six to 18 months to just update your bio. It also helps to have someone else read the bio because it is hard to write about yourself and having someone to read your bio helps to simplify your bio. Next is always add links to your personal bio. I feel this is a pretty big missed opportunity that we overlook. Like unless your bio is really going to be printed, which is a rarity these days, links to showcase your work or re referencing the context that you are talking about in your personal bio content, you may want to put in a link or two. Link, actually, I would say just a link uh, showcasing your work, like media mentions, awards, etc. And one quick tip here that I can share is to use uh, something called as a link aggregator, like a link tree or pin it or sell it lead pages type of links because these are consolidation of landing pages that you want your readers to link to go to the link of their choice now it is very this this link tree link dot tree is very uh, popular on instagram but who says it cannot be used for a bio if the link you are going to share is long really a long link url link it may help to even shorten use shorten uh, url shorteners like bit dot ly leveraging positive and uplifting language now this is something that i find is often missed out while writing a bio using active voice is very very important do not downplay your achievements write them as you've done them be proud of it be like you own that achievement right so you have to write it as if you mean it also using stronger word verbs to narrate your story. Words such as trying or attempted or attempting to do something is clearly downplaying yourself. So you want to showcase the change that you are making, the difference that you're creating. And this is some topic that I can go on and on, but this episode may then sound like an English lecture. Yeah, so I don't want to go there, but you get the point. Leveraging positive and uplifting language. Right. So what we spoke about so far is having the point of view correct. Uh, do not make your bio as a listicle. Got to stay consistent. Update your bio consistently. And add showcase to your link and use uplifting and active voice in writing your bio. All right. Once a person reads your bio online, what would you like for them to do? Contact you or click on some link to go to a landing page? Yes, your bio is actually a marketing tool. It offers great real estate. So add in that call to action or a CTA. If you are a speaker, provide a link to your book, 
to book you to speed tour at the events. If you're an author, provide a link for them to purchase your book or download a free chapter. If you offer an online course, provide a link to that. So if you want to invite conversations in your industry, invite people to get in touch with you. Here's a word of caution. Bio is a marketing tool, not a sales tool, which means that you cannot go overboard with these CTAs. Keep it strategic and max to one CTA, which is calls to action. You may want to save the CTA for the most important click that you desire from the reader. Before you start writing your bio, it is critical to think about your audience, how your bio is going to be read by them, where are they going to read it, and what do you want for them to think of you when they read it, yeah? Bio always starts with your name in the first sentence. Obviously, I recommend beginning with a quote or to set the tone for the rest of the bio. But yeah, the name follows with the current job title. And if you're an entrepreneur, this is where you will add like founder, director and such titles to denote your occupation. Now, the next part is very important as this is where the reader must get hooked on. Write your achievements, things that you bring most value to your clients on and that can be followed by a bit of a background different roles that you have taken contributions you've made maybe you're a podcast host or maybe you write a blog so this is where you should write all about and this is a part where you want to write on your past achievements to talk to your current audience next you want your personality to shine yeah So that's where we are all humans and you need to write about things that energize you like hobbies, side hustles, volunteering work, or maybe you're a wine connoisseur. You get the drift. Think of these as a conversation starters for anyone approaching you after reading your bio. Remember, a little bit of wit can take your bio reader to know you better and win a brownie point for yourself. While we may all be doing a lot lot beyond our jobs, try to keep the personality part a bit short and sweet, like just a dip in the water. Don't showcase to them. I mean, there's just going to be no space to really talk a lot more about your personality here. Remember, your personal bio is more a professional marketing tool and not a friendship making tool. Right. To wrap up your bio, you can then add call to action and contact details, again, depending on where you publish your bio. If it is on your social media, all of them have a DM option. So leave your phone number and email can be, leaving your email and phone number can be a little redundant there. Invite your readers to reach out on in DMs. In terms of call to action, we also spoke about it earlier. Keep them really targeted because a bio is a marketing tool. It's not a sales tool. When you write your bio for a social media website, the word count character limits are predetermined on each of these platforms. When you have a chance to write without a limit, for example, on your personal website or about me page or for your business, KISS principle should be applied. Yes, that's right. Keep it short and simple. Once you write your bio, run it past your friends and colleagues before you publish it anywhere. You want to test if your bio lands well with people who know you as the bio reflects your personality. Personal bio needs to be written and rewritten several times before it is finally published. 
when you have a personal bio ready the next thing you want to have that complements your bio is a professional photo by professional photo i mean get a professional photographer to take your photo and edit it please do not take photo on your phone and get your colleague to do it uh, during your coffee break or something this is very important and i think i'm going to make another episode just on this topic because i have seen the difference it makes in creating that impact with a professional photo all right to summarize about the personal bio do not push writing bios to the bottom of your to do list either write it on your own or use a fantastic service like jotmybio.com that offers to write your bio for you in a tone that reflects your unique personality visit jotmybio.com to see examples of bios that have been written and orders yours today All right, moving on from the business plug. <laughs> Before you write the bio of yourself, think about your audience who's going to read it and then set out writing using the tips I mentioned in this episode. Definitely edit and re-edit the bio till it's concise and clear. Have two types of bios on hand, short form and the long form, so they can be used without losing out on the essence of your prof- professional story. And finally, remember to regularly update your bio. Personal bio is an amazing tool when used correctly, can help you stand out and make the desired impact, especially while building thought leadership. Personal bio is the first tool that you want to acquire in your arsenal. With that I hope this episode has given you some food for thought and ideas that can help you make changes to your current bio and has helped you to think about positioning yourself correctly in your business environment. I will see you in 2 weeks time with yet another exciting episode on the making of a thought leader podcast. Until then, stay safe. Ciao. The first step to build your thought leadership is with a powerful professional personal bio. Personal bios can be used on LinkedIn as a summary on your website or it can be shared with others as your introduction on a public platform. If you do not have a fantastic personal bio which talks volumes about your professional experience and your expertise, help is around. JotMyBio is a done-for-you professional bio writing service that showcases the best of your unique self. Visit jotmybio.com that is j o t m y b i o.com today and get yourself a unique handcrafted personal bio. I truly appreciate you joining me on the podcast today and to stay updated on the latest episodes make sure you have subscribed to the Making of a Thought Leader podcast on your favorite podcast player. See you next time.